Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, where you'll find unique insights on what's happening in the ever-changing world of local marketing from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by iPublish Media Solutions, the leader in self-service advertising, and by Vivo, bringing local spot buying to music television. And now, here are your hosts, Gordon and Corey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast. I have with me co-host Corey. Hello, Corey. Hello, co-host Gordon. <laughs> How's your week been going? You've been working pretty heavily <laughs> on uh, on quite a few things, uh, yeah, particularly yeah. In digital services. Well, yeah, we had this crazy thing called COVID. Don't know if you know that happened, and it, yeah. it had a little bit of a minor effect on spend on advertising and marketing spend. I don't know if you kept up with the headlines at all, but it did. Yeah, well, it's it's bound to have made some effect on uh, on digital services yeah. spending. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But I also uh, wanted to mention that we have a, a an interview coming up uh, after the break that uh, is just is, is fascinating. Remember MTV and all those mm-hmm. great music videos? I want my well, MTV. <laughs> well, unless you've been under a rock, you uh, you've heard about Bevo. Um, and they are recreating MTV and making that opportunity local to put local QSRs, uh, auto dealers, et cetera, inserted into, say, a Taylor Swift uh, a video or uh, Eminem or you know whatever, whatever you want. So that's just so, so fascinating. So we've got that coming yeah. up. But let's, uh, let's talk a little bit first about digital services because I know you've been working a lot on that. We have yeah. seen this shift to advertisers becoming media companies themselves and the big news Corey, what was it uh, was it cbs is becoming a media company and walmart is becoming a media company yeah yeah you can you can buy ads you know uh they're they're selling ad space but the thing that uh, is really interesting and you're right gordon we spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks uh looking at digital marketing services and for those of you who may or may not know how we differentiate these are the things that local companies or any business needs to spend on that isn't necessarily advertising or marketing or promotion outright, but they still need it to engage with people. Things like money spent on websites or money spent on social media management or site visitor analytics, those kinds of things. There's a lot of money being spent out there. In fact, even in 2020 with this, the crisis we're going through, still, are you sitting down? Over, well over half a trillion, that's with the TR, dollars being spent on digital marketing services. Yeah, I think you were sharing one market with me. I think it was uh, Seattle or I don't know which market it was, but it was it was a phenomenal um, um, amount of money. It was like a total of a couple billion spent on marketing stuff by local businesses in that particular market. And only a really small portion of it was the advertising side. So that's, yeah, that's, and that's what's really interesting. And when people kind of you know uh, guffaw at that, uh, I always say, well, imagine you're you're a business and you're just starting out. You're just opening your doors, and you have your first dollar to spend. You can spend it a on a newspaper ad, b on a radio ad, c building a website. Ding 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 it? ding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so that's so, the correct answer. That's the first thing everybody does. Yeah, there are all these themselves. things exactly digitally. You have to establish yourself digitally, and there's costs that go out to do that. And that's where some of this first money goes before it even has a chance to hit advertising. Yeah, and we um, did that great survey back in uh, it was almost exactly a year ago, it was, I think it was in October last year that showed the 
average business was spending something like $120,000, small business, local business, $120,000 on basic services to support what they were doing in in digital, like reputation management, email management, social media management. So, so Corey, what are the what are the headlines? What do you found? Let's do a, a minute on the headlines of some things that really struck you and what you're seeing as we update these digital services numbers for all the markets across the U.S. Sure, sure. One of the things that we got to do on the digital marketing services is divide large business spend from SMB spend. So we kind of got an idea of that. And here's something that's kind of a, a well, tidbit that's really define large business. What, what, how do you define large business? Well, it depends on the category. Large business, we look at employee size, but it's not just 50 or over. It depends. We look at 100 different categories and establish a different threshold for each category, depending on their revenues and how they spend on advertising. Okay, well, so a bank with 500 employees. What's that? A bank with 500 employees. Off the top of my head, that's right on the borderline between small and large or medium and large for a bank. Okay. Uh, Furniture store with 85. Okay. We're not going to go through every category. We're not. I'm just trying to get some perspective (laughs) here. You're a little testy. No, no. I wanted to get to the headlines and you're sitting here trying to define SMBs. Okay. Go. All right. Um, what I found really interesting is that here, here's a good one for you. 99% of the rooftop locations in America are SMBs. Just the locations. Okay. They, they also represent 55% of all the employees out there, but 43% of the, um, the digital marketing spend. So still just over the tip over the majority is still being spent by large businesses, the large telecoms out there, the giant auto manufacturers, things like that are spending a lot in uh, in digital marketing services. And we've seen some services fall off in 2020, that's for sure. Uh, social media management has been taken on by, uh, you know, just, they take it over themselves, local businesses do. But there are things that are maintaining, uh, not going down quite as much. So, Web so, is, so, so you said social media management is down, going down? Yeah, a little bit, but not as not as bad as like blog management, which was not a lot to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, you know, people are not paying in 2020. At least small, medium businesses are not paying people to manage blogs for them. Got it. Any other so, big headlines? What, what are the big biggest spending categories outside of say hosting, whichever it kind of needs to do? But you know, that's not something that most of the folks who are in this particular audience for our podcast are selling hosting. They're selling other types of services. So what are the Big things outside of hosting. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, about 25% spent on hosting, another 15% on web design and maintenance. Uh, another 11% of that uh, over half a trillion dollars being spent on SEO. And I think the next one that is is making its way up is online video production. 7.4% a share of that uh, 555% billion dollars is going to online video production yeah and that is bound to go up uh we've seen that the, the amazing growth of video and you know as 5g hits it's going to be even more important it's just going to be like almost all video because it's just you know who cares about just text and pictures anymore let's let's, right. let's see the video uh, of that and we've seen that with a number of our clients really going full hog after shooting the videos for their particular customers, particularly in healthcare, uh, hospitals, uh, and for education. Those are those are two key categories. And that is also a great segue to the uh, the interview that we've we've got. Um, the interview with uh, our, our new sponsor, uh, 
Vivo. Nick Simonetti is head of local ad sales, and they have a plan. This is basically MTV on steroids, the rebirth of MTV uh, in, in the new television world. Uh, they have a plan to incorporate local media and allow local media to go out to uh, advertisers and get them into these big stars music videos. So that's really cool. And that's coming. That interview is going to come up right after this. iPublish Media Solutions is the leader in self-service advertising, offering solutions for obituaries, real estate, legal notices, and other advertising categories. iPublish works with hundreds of media companies, helping them to acquire new advertisers and generating millions in ad revenue every year. From real estate agents to SMBs to private party advertisers, iPublish can help you sell highly profitable campaigns to large, midsize, and even the smallest advertisers. Visit iPublishMedia.com for details. Want audience reach that can rival local TV but maintain the targeting and addressability of a premium digital partner? Vivo is the world's largest all-premium music video provider, starring the world's biggest celebrities. Vivo provides advertisers access to 149 million Americans a month with 61 million of those viewers exclusively on connected TV screens, all in a brand-safe environment. Contact us at Vivo and bring local spot buying to music television, whether it's at DMA, state, or zip code level targeting. Just visit Vivo.com. That's V-E-V-O dot com. Okay, everybody, welcome back. I've got with me Nick Simonetti from Vivo, one of our new sponsors. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very excited. Very excited to do this chat with you and, and sponsor uh, this podcast, which uh, has so much great content. As I told you before, I said I'm really excited and I usually don't use the word really. Uh, so so I am. And I guess why I am is that Vivo is kind of a new thing when it comes to, I know it's been out there for about 10 years and I want to give, have you give an overview of the company. But why I'm excited is that this is really cool. Music videos uh, and, and, and the whole music genre and everything that Vivo has been doing for the past decade, now creating an opportunity down at the local level. And what I think is really going to be a really, really cool partnership. So before we start uh, and, and dive into that and the partnerships, Give us the overview of, of, of Vivo as, as a company. Sure. Um, like you would say, we're about 10 years old. We were launched in 2010. We're owned by Universal Music Group and Sony Music. And uh, the company was really born to create the monetization, distribution, and promotion of music videos. I mean, I'm sure you remember in the 80s and the 90s with MTV, music videos were major. They were massive. MTV pivoted off that content, went more reality. And the aughts were uh, music videos were a little hard to find for a while. So the music labels came together and said, let's launch a company focused on music videos and bringing that back because it was so important to the artists um, to tell their story. And so a, a song is great. We all listen to music all the time. But from an artist's perspective, uh, it really comes to life when they can show you the visual, the music video behind that. And so Vivo was created to, again, control the monetization, distribution, and promotion of those music videos for those artists. Yeah, and um, um, I saw a headline in Fortune magazine article back in December, and it said how Vivo's artistic and scientific approach to music videos is paying off after 10 years. So it's this interesting artistic and scientific approach. And what you guys have, what, like a, a billion views a day? Something along those lines? Yeah. That is Yeah, that is I mean, it's massive. 
So, so define, yeah. define the marketplace for me, if you would. How would you define the video music marketplace? And then let's try to relate that to the local level and figure out, okay, how do, how do local ad sellers get involved in this and, and capitalize on it? Sure. I think um, from a more broad perspective, it's, look, it's premium content with the biggest artists, like the biggest celebrities in the world. And so from a marketplace perspective, we've really positioned ourselves and taken multiple iterations uh, uh, in terms of focus for the company over the last 10 years. But it's really been the last 18 months that we're building out a television network, like a modern day 2020 television network. Um, and so when you look at the marketplace, it's, it's not about really launching a TV network anymore. It's about launching a network and putting the content in front of people where and how they want to consume that. So for us, YouTube's a big partner. Samsung TV Plus, Apple TV Plus, Roku. Uh, we just launched, uh, had the announcement for Comcast. And there's so many new distribution partners that we're adding into the mix. But from a marketplace perspective, we are a modern day TV network, uh, the way you would launch one in 2020. What yep. that means locally, yep, uh, to bring it to the local level, it's we give advertisers the opportunity to put their branding, their message, their TV commercial in front of the biggest celebrities, the biggest art, um, artists in the world. The marketplace in general, local TV, look, it's no secret. I'm a TV guy. Before I, I jumped to Vivo two and a half years ago, I spent uh, 13 years in local television. And so that audience is fragmented. That audience has, uh, uh, those GRPs have decreased anywhere 30 to 50%, depending on the market and the station. And so that audience is still as valuable. They're just a lot harder to find for a local advertiser. That's and so what we, there was, there was an article in, um, uh, music business worldwide recently, and it quoted, uh, Kevin McGurn, your president of, of sales. And in there, I noticed they were talking about, he was talking about being hyper-local in your ability to target. And so I just thought, okay, well, this is just for national advertisers. But now, you have the ability to hyper-target down to the, is it the zip code level? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the great thing about us and, and, and what we can offer the local marketplace is, it's locally, we are on par in terms of scale against all the key demos with any of the local broadcast stations. You said it. We're uh, generating a billion views a day. Cross-platform, we have 150 million uniques per month in the U.S. alone. And in the living room, it's 60 million. That's 60 million Americans we're reaching. And so when you extrapolate that down onto the local level, we're bringing scale to these marketplaces. We have the ability to reach that audience that's fragmented off television. We have the ability to target them on a zip code, DMA, state level. So it's that, it's the combination of TV scale, TV quality content, TV distribution, but with those digital capabilities in terms of being able to layer on uh, 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 certain targeting, whether it's uh, uh, behavioral, whether it's demo, and doing it anywhere from a zip code all the way up to the U.S. for, for our national advertising. Let's add, add a little color to it. In my small mind, Nick, what I'm seeing is, okay, there's a Taylor Swift video, and then here comes a commercial for a local restaurant. Uh, but it's probably different than that. Tell me how this plays out at a local level. Somebody sitting there watching a particular music video, how long is it? 
what type of ad is the is the best target for that local ad is the best target for that music video uh, great question. We've really kind of segmented our business into two distinct businesses, one on the mobile side, one on the living room side. Um, I think in the living room, we have uh, both on-demand and linear sessions. So you can go on, you can watch the Vivo pop channel, Vivo hip hop, Vivo country. Um, I think in that environment, we're running 60 second ad pods. And so that's where you can run your traditional TV 30s. It's what you would run on television. It's what these advertisers ran on MTV back in the 80s, 90s, uh, before music videos. And so we're running um, uh, 60-second ad pods the same way a TV network would run their three to four-minute breaks in between, say, two to three music videos, roughly eight to 10 minutes of content, followed by a 60-second ad pod. So two questions for you. Um, who do you envision in at the local market level selling this is it anybody or is there more of a target uh we want to go after uh the radio sellers trying to sell into their customer base the newspaper sellers the tv sellers so that's one question the other is uh from a competition standpoint you've said tv a number of times is tv your big competitor so tv would absolutely be the marketplace uh we are driving because uh it's video it's local and it's premium content. It's TV content. So absolutely TV. Um, the second question, what was the second question? <laughs> the, the first question is, who's going to who's your best target for selling this? Who do you want really selling this? And the second, the other question was, is TV your big competitor? So you're answering, I guess, that first question about TV being your competitor? Well, that's a great question. And that goes back to kind of what we were talking about with the marketplace too. I think uh, when we started really penetrating the local marketplace two and a half years ago. Yes, local TV was our competitor. I think in the last really 12 months, maybe 18 months, there's actually been a local OTT marketplace that has been created. Uh, and so what? think about what Pandora did 10 years ago in the local market. You had radio RFPs come out, 10 to 15% of that money was allocated towards streaming. That's uh, being created. It's really been created on the video side. And so we're competing with the Hulus and the Rokus of the world um, and the aggregators of the world, the Premions, the Gamut, the Comcast, the Ampersands. So we're, we're really competing uh, with those TV guys on their OTT, on their CTV, on their streaming platforms. Who's your ideal partner at the local level? Who would you like to partner with most? Well, when you have the scale we do, we can make a case that we can deliver an audience for any advertiser. I think we've seen a lot of success with auto, a lot of success with QSRs, a lot of success with travel, a lot of success with education. Um, we've, we've had a lot of success because it's people are trying to find that audience that they can't find on television anymore. They're spending a lot of time creating commercials about their brand, about that product, about what they want to tell the marketplace. But through television, you can't reach the full marketplace. And so we can deliver that audience that you can't reach on television. And so we've had success across a number of categories. But as you know, those are the categories that really kind of dominate the local marketplace in general. Um, and so we're seeing some, some success uh, within those uh, early on. Do you view the, the, the partnerships with media more of a distribution opportunity for you or more of a sales uh, channel opportunity? Great question. It's more, it's more an opportunity. Uh, we, we work direct 
with local broadcast teams, local digital teams, um, and the holding companies within the scatter agencies. Um, and it's really a direct opportunity for these guys to um, uh, target and find that lost audience in the living room on mobile that they can't get elsewhere. And so uh, it's become it's become a go-to uh, within the marketplace because we deliver. I mean, we're we're connecting them with the audience that they're trying to find. It really is kind of, a, and if you look at the down at the local level, at, at folks who have uh, you know radio stations or newspapers, and to some extent TV stations, the disconnected group of people. It's like, oh, how do we get these yeah. people? They're looking down at their phones. They're not looking at the TV. They don't have their nose in the newspaper. They're not listening to the radio in the car. Um, they're connected to other things and they're, they're watching a lot of, at least my kids are, uh, and some other adults too, watching a lot of these, you know, music videos. They're very attractive. They're, they're kind of, um, sensual and they're just, they're, they're addictive. Uh, so I'm glad you're offering that very quickly because we just only have a, about a, a minute left. What's a typical partnership, uh, look like? How does the, uh, how does the workflow flow and the cash flow what you know what's the typical partnership uh structure the same way you would with a local tv station it's uh we're integrated into media ocean um we're working with hudson we have a couple more announcements coming out in terms of buying platforms that we will be integrated into and so the workflow is exactly like it would be for a local tv station rfp um uh submit on artists we have a bunch of different targeting with genre artist targeting demo targeting, behavioral targeting. Um, it's really, we want to make it as simple as possible for folks to buy us. We want to make it as simple as possible and be everywhere that they need us to be in order to deliver this content and to deliver this audience to the local marketplace, which again, this is local. It's really hard to find premium content at scale from a publisher without going um, to an aggregator. And you lose, obviously, several uh, several key elements in terms of the buy by doing that. Fantastic. Uh, wow, well, it would be interesting to see Chattanooga Chevrolet having a one-minute commercial in the Taylor Swift video. I hope it's not right in the middle of the video. <laughs> not <laughs> right in the middle. Not, not a, yeah. No, no, no. It wouldn't be that <laughs> way. Anyway, bad business on our end. Taylor uh, would be bad. Nick, how, how do people get in touch with you guys? Um. Uh, we have, uh, my email address is nicholas.simonetti at vivo.com. Um, we, you can go to vivo.com. We have a, a form fill. You can kind of send us your information, kind of what you're looking for. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we're excited to, to continue to partner with the local community. We're excited to continue to bring this content that you really can't get anywhere else in the local community and align businesses with the biggest celebrities in the world. I mean, it's exciting. It really is exciting. Um, uh, and we're happy to continue to uh, uh, grow this business. That's fantastic. Nick, thanks for your time, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being a sponsor, too. No problem. It's our pleasure. What an interesting interview and an interesting topic, especially when it comes to a Gen Xer like myself, music videos, uh, Gordon, very interesting. But there's one thing you got to promise me. Okay, go ahead. Don't I didn't ev- say I promise, but go ahead. Don't ever, ever let me hear you say, kind of sensual everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that turn you on? No, no, it most <laughs> certainly does not. Yeah, well, those music videos, I'm sorry, when I watch them, you know, all my favorite videos, Cardi B, oh, baby. 
Um, okay, settle down. Yeah, I know you're a big Kanye fan, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big Kanye fan. So, hey, so what, do a- you, what do you think of the opportunity there? I mean, we're talking about yeah. the recreation of MTV, which you recall and I recall from the 80s, watching those Madonna and mm-hmm. Michael Jackson videos and 99 Wolf Balloons or whatever the hell that one was. Yep. It was great stuff. And it was addictive. So now it's recreated. And what did he say? It's the uh, the modern day TV network. What do you think? Well, yeah, they certainly have a lot more inventory than we did back in the 80s. And so it's not going to be as repetitive. I get all that. But I got a question for you. Go for it. When you go out and sell this stuff, and they, they talked a lot about how we can target. We can target down to a, a zip code level. We can only get in front of, or we can get in front of Taylor Swift fans, et cetera, in this certain zip code. You're talking about smaller and smaller groups of people. Are ad sellers prepared to talk about small numbers as opposed to everything that's ever been taught about big numbers? We got to show we reach the most people. Now you're talking about a handful of people. Is the industry ready to talk that way? Well, well, I'll tell you what the advertisers are willing to to hear, and that is smaller numbers in terms of dollar size, right? So I think what you'll find more than likely is, yeah, okay, in Chicago, there might be you know, a hundred thousand Taylor Swift fans, but not all of them will tune in on a particular week or day or whatever, but they're not going to go after that. They might go after all say country music or maybe hip hop or some other genre that they want. And they might tie it in with their promotion. So it becomes Mm -hmm. very attractive. Um, So there's some, probably some synergies there, but, but the advertiser is going to want to hear those smaller numbers. They're going to go, you know, I really can't afford a hundred thousand dollars to do this, but I can afford 15,000 or I can afford 1,500. And so this will allow them to do that and say, look, you're going to be in front of every Taylor Swift, you know, song and, or all these country music stars, any country music, music video, uh, for the next week. And it'll reach at least, you know, 110,000 people or something like that. But yeah, I, I do think they can be pretty creative, uh, to, and, and advertisers will respond. Yeah. Yeah, particularly the, right. the, the 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 larger ones. They build out. This is sure. not, you know, they're they're. This is modern day TV. It's not linear TV, and this is why MTV changed its its uh, format because people would tune in for just you know a few minutes and watch a few videos. So they went they, they, MTV, as you may recall, created reality TV. Yeah. So it would keep people's attention for thirty minutes or an hour, and that would be better. Well, that's the interesting thing then is, is the future of Vivo. Are they going to start their own content, you know, like MTV did, or are they going to stick with music videos? I think uh, the artists, which have a stake here, are going to direct it toward the, you know, whatever content it is is going to be theirs. And they're all, they're a music network. So maybe they start out that way and maybe they develop something around music. I don't know. All I know is they build that one hell of a network with, uh, with Apple TV plus YouTube, Roku, Comcast. Man, this looks pretty interesting down at the local level. Or Kanye West could do his own movie on Vivo. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'd, you know, I'd love to. Watch well, if it was Cardi B, you 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 would tune in for Cardi B. Oh, I tune in for Eminem. That's that's my favorite. Why don't we do a little? Uh, why don't we do a little rap? Oh, you my want favorite. me? To, you want me to throw down a beat for you? You you throw down a beat, and I'll do uh, Eminem without me. How about that? Let's do really? it. Okay, yeah, here I'll, we go. I'll dare you? Okay. Now this looks like the job for me, so everybody just follow me, cause we. I don't hear you. I need a little controversy, cause it feels so empty without me. 
about that? How was that? That's Do I have that, that's right up there with the kind of sensual. I'm gonna call Vivo. They they need to get me a contract. Anyway, oh, thanks. I... Thanks, Corey. And on that note, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We hope uh, we've entertained you and informed you at the same time. So until next time, thanks. Thanks. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by iPublish Media and Vivo. If you have submissions you'd like Corey and Gordon to discuss, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, email the hosts at podcasts at borellassociates.com and let them know. Thanks for listening. And remember, market well.